Hello there, everyone. I'm Holly Pennebaker, and you're listening to a new episode of HCI's 9 to Thrive HR. This podcast features experts and practitioners in the field of HR and brings their knowledge of the most pressing issues facing talent management straight to you. We talk about current industry problems, but most importantly, solutions you can use in your organization. For example, engagement in the workplace is critical for business success as it directly translates to measurable business results. HR leaders must know how to keep employees engaged during our busy, always-on lives through purpose, guidance, and reinforcement of the company's approach to generating real results. Today, Tim State, Enterprise Vice President at Humana, will dig into the how behind optimized employee engagement, well-being, and strategy. Tim is passionate about well-being in the workplace and its power to impact the destiny of individual employees, as well as the organizations and customers they serve. He is a strategic human resources leader with over 20 years of experience within multiple industries. Tim and his team develop leading-edge strategies designed to drive a well-being movement within Humana's workforce that elevates human and organizational performance, improves employee health, and supports lifelong well-being. These approaches have produced results including superior levels of health and wellness participation and engagement, positive population health outcomes, and measurable well-being improvement. So Tim, thanks for joining us today. Holly, thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. All right. So how about a few questions today? First up, Tim, how about telling us about what's different in a purpose-driven organization and is your approach the same for all generations? Well, thanks, Holly. Uh, I think probably the difference in a purpose-driven organization shows up in in three different ways. Um, And the first is in the area of strategy and decision-making. You know, when there is a unifying purpose that's clear and tangible, that runs throughout the organization at all levels, it it guides choices, especially how strategy is formed and and how it evolves. So it it really creates the ultimate yardstick by which we can measure the quality of our decisions and our choices, and it helps us get better over time. So it gets back to a question of if we're taking a certain action or we're uh, considering an aspect of strategy, how does this decision move us closer to our ultimate goal. Um, And that's so important because the reality I think we all understand is that today a lot of clutter can creep in over time uh, to business. And so a clear mission and a purpose is very, very clarifying for the organization. Um, And, uh, you know, I think that uh, Michael Porter, who's obviously a a giant in the area of strategy, once said something like, a great strategy feels like a cause. And I think you could probably flip that around and say a great cause deserves a strategy that you can feel. And I think over time it can really help to make clear strategic choices. Um, And and I think that the second area that you'll see in a purpose-driven organization distinctly is in the area of culture and people. So the who, you know, for starting with who you attract, uh, you know, what are people signing up for? We know most of us desire to be part of something bigger than ourselves. And sadly, today in a lot of corporate life, people feel like they need to go outside the company to fulfill that 
part of themselves. So uh, this gets back to attracting people who can get excited about coming in and contributing to the purpose that the company has and, and bringing their gifts and their strengths, their passions, their interests, their whole self into that. Um, I think also a clear purpose will have its signals around the values in an organization and how they show up. So those values really should flow and be defined really in harmony with that purpose. So really fully reflecting the identity of the organization um, and the way that it behaves uh, really ought to embody the mission and purpose. I know in our case, we went through a pretty broad and deep process um, as we really formed our contemporary values at Humana. And we did this through considerable crowdsourcing and focus groups, et cetera, but basically lifted those from the DNA of the company in a way that really captured the voices of our, our folks, our employees, but also best reflected that purpose that we all felt um, attached to. Uh, and and I think that a, a big indicator of that this second area of culture and purpose has to do with what are people passionate about in the company. In our case, since our purpose, as we'll talk about, really revolves around uh, well-being and and the health of people, uh, well-being is the number one topic of internal social media here at Humana. It has been for years, uh, and and that's about us being purpose-driven, and and the fact that that should really capture the imagination through the stories that people will tell each other. So um, in our case, you know, the, the interesting thing is that over time, people have um, gotten involved and been very generous with their own personal stories about our purpose, our purpose of better health and, and lifelong well-being for those that we serve. And the third area, uh, Holly, that I think that this shows up is in the customer and the communities that we serve. Ultimately, the, the impact of any purpose is felt in the experiences of those that we have the privilege of serving and ultimately out in their communities. So since the experience of the customer can't really exceed that of the employees, um, ensuring that that purpose is lived from the inside out becomes so important. Um, what also becomes key then is the ability to assess and measure how well the purpose is actually being achieved um, in the experience of the customer. And, and really, this is where the right metrics become so powerful because they allow us to really create some accountability in the organization that a, that a good, worthy purpose deserves and a feedback loop with the customers to ensure that we're really getting it right. Great, Tim. And so one word that you said during that was the word feedback. So using that and the fact that, sure, we might not always get our choices and decisions right, and it might take feedback for us to get better over time, how about that leading into maybe sharing some examples of specific initiatives that Humana has implemented to guide its associates? Sure. Uh, well, since we're talking about purpose, I think we could start really with our own journey inside the company to bring our purpose of helping people achieve lifelong well-being uh, to life within our community. So over the last several years, we've worked to really start uh, and nurture something of a social movement, if you will, um, inside the organization around achieving greater well-being in line with something we call our bold goal. So for many years now, we've uh, rallied around that guiding purpose, helping to achieve lifelong well-being. And a few years ago, we knew that we needed to bring a fine point to that by the creation of a bold goal. And that goal simply stated is to help the communities we serve become 20% healthier by the year 2020, 
by making it easy for people to achieve their best health. So for us, that became uh, basically a dream with a deadline and brought clarity to what we're doing and, uh, and, and really helped us along the path of greater overall well-being. For us, well-being means thriving in four dimensions. And so we defined that as a sense of purpose, uh, a sense of health, meaning physical and emotional health, a sense of belonging and security. So we engage people, our employees, in that effort personally uh, through experiences, through personal health and well-being assessments that help them see uh, a personal report on where they are and their next best steps. Um, we bring a lot of significant social support through a network of grassroots champions here inside the company uh, and their peers, and a lot of leadership reinforcement and modeling as well. So the idea is how do you there equip leaders to have caring conversations about the well-being of teammates, uh, as well as offering other you know, aspects of support like free health and well-being coaching and so forth. Now, importantly, we set company-wide goals. You know, businesses run based on goals and, and, uh, and a, the achievement of milestones. So this is an area that's important enough. We set company-wide goals, many of which are multi-year and even visible to our board. Uh, we track our progress down to the team level. Uh, and where teams can see how they're doing together along those four dimensions of well-being, as well as other key drivers of culture uh, that, they, that they pay attention to. And then they'll discuss an action plan together to make continued progress. Um, so I mentioned the fact that experiences help to, to fuel this social movement. I'll give you a, just a quick example. Uh, here in a couple weeks, we will launch our sixth annual 100-day dash, we call it. It's basically a, a very broad step challenge and a, and a shared cultural experience where we'll all strive together to get moving. Uh, we'll form teams, probably four or 5,000 different teams. We'll self-form and work together to accumulate steps and those steps in total will morph into um, charitable gifts to important causes. So, for instance, last year we walked 16.6 uh, .6 billion steps together. <laughs> and we find that when people engage, what also happens is their level of physical activity year-round continues to improve and their strength of belonging as, as a team improves. Um, and then lastly, I would just say, importantly, the, the establishment of the bowl goal itself has really continued to sharpen our actions here. Um, we measure that bowl goal through a tool that the uh, CDC developed called the Healthy Days Metric, which looks at both the number of physical unhealthy days and mental unhealthy days in the last 30 days that an individual has experienced. So setting goals to improve that really means to look beyond the physical at the mental or the emotional health and resilience of, a, of an individual and, and the group, which is typically the bigger opportunity among a working age population these days. Uh, therefore, we've launched a number of tools and experiences that are really designed to build the resilience of our employees while also taking on ways to diminish the added stress that might be coming from, you know, operational processes or tools or behaviors and so forth. And, and as you know, as regards engagement today and, and the productivity of the American workforce, the idea of diminishing stress and building resilience is really key. So we're seeing that come through with our own goals and the actions that we're taking. Really great insights there, Tim. So could you tell us how this has helped Humana achieve their business goals and are there areas you've seen the most improvement fall in? Sure. Well, I, I spoke of the power of uh, 
inspiring and aligning the whole organization around a shared purpose. Um, I'll tell you that today, um, based on our journey, roughly 90% of our employees say that Humana's purpose and our bold goal inspires them. So that's pretty tremendous in its ability to motivate a sense of optimism amongst the team and, and a sense of commitment to what we're doing. It's you know that kind of alignment and inspiration that'll show up in the little things that our teammates do every single day on behalf of those that we serve. So, so that's exciting. Uh, overall well-being in those four dimensions I, I discussed earlier has steadily improved, uh, actually up over 25% over the last five years in all those dimensions that, that I referred to. And, and that's important because it translates into a number of very positive impacts for the company. Uh, for instance, we know that uh, when teammates have high levels of well-being, they're also going to experience two times fewer unhealthy days, uh, three times fewer days of missed work, three times lower stress that they perceive, and three times less likely to be looking for another job. So you think about the workforce implications of that, it's pretty uh, important. And also, when you look at employee engagement itself, uh, the impact of our purpose and commitment around well-being really shows through. Um, over the last several years, we've maintained world-class levels of engagement, you know, as defined through the Conexa uh, worldwide database. So we've been roughly at the 90th percentile. And year in and year out, uh, top statistical driver of that result has been the perceived commitment that associates feel in terms of uh, the company's commitment to their well-being. So this is really gets to the heart of what drives and motivates high, high levels of engagement in the workforce. Um, now, we just released our annual Bold Goal Report that speaks to our overall progress on the purpose that I described in, in terms of how we're doing out in all the communities we serve, including our own community of employees. And uh, as we showed in that report, we've not only improved our own healthy days by 18% as an employee community, um, and added 1.8 million more healthy days to the lives of our associates, which is pretty uh, exciting to think about. But we're also improving healthy days in many of our external BOGO communities, uh, which means really touching those customers that we serve in the way that our purpose um, describes. And, and fundamentally, what that means is how we define success has evolved over time to really reflect this shared sense of purpose that, that we've been discussing, Holly. All right. Awesome, Tim. So how about closing us up today by possibly providing a few actionable tips of advice on how other organizations can emulate Humana's approach? Sure. Well, I'd, I'd offer three. Um, and the first one really is around this topic of purpose. So um, if you haven't already done so, the idea of reimagining how your mission and purpose as an organization can come alive through the lens of doing well by doing good. So creating opportunities from day one uh, for your employees to connect to that vision and then taking a hard look at your values and your operating culture to determine how your definition of success either does or doesn't fit uh, with, that, with that purpose and then and being bold enough to make a change. So that's number one, reimagining the mission and purpose uh, and, uh, and being a facilitator to that. The second would be to set a very well-defined but hopefully audacious goal that brings clarity and energy to that refreshed purpose. 
So something that will really animate the culture, both for the employees, but also those you serve. So obviously, it's got to be oriented around the people that we serve uh, and what will create shared value, uh, including economic value, by the way, for all the stakeholders. So the second idea is really set a well-defined but pretty audacious goal that points to the purpose of your organization. And then lastly, in working to elevate the performance and the engagement and the caliber of your workforce, take a whole person approach to the idea of well-being. You know, purpose and belonging, for instance, are really at the heart of health. And we have significant challenges in the workforce today. It's no surprise to anyone listening to the podcast, um, especially relative to emotional stress, lifestyle-driven chronic disease, uh, things like financial insecurity, um, the rapid pace of change today, and, and a lot of other forces. So taking a holistic view to improve the effectiveness of the workforce really more than likely means encouraging each teammate to get onto a path of improvement as long as you can meet them where they are and really seeing them as a, as a whole person as you do. I think those are three great tips and we'll let those wrap us up for the conclusion of today's podcast. So thank you so much for spending some time with us today, Tim. Well, Holly, thanks to you and to HCI for all the great work that you do. And uh, likewise, thanks to all those that have uh, taken the time to, to listen in on the podcast today. And if you'd like to hear more from Tim, you may head over to hci.org for free content, including on-demand keynotes from other passionate HR professionals. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed your time with us. You can find HCI on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on the YouTube channel HCI Talent. If you're listening on iTunes, please give us a rating. Your rating helps other professionals and talent-minded people discover the program. So for Nine to Thrive HR and all of us here at HCI, we appreciate you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.